The book was better. Ooh, I feel like we're very delayed. <laughs> well, this will be a fun one to edit. Yep. <laughs> That's why we do the clap so you can line it all up in post. And then there's no but delay. There just might be on the recording, there still might just be gaps between like our I talking. I don't feel like there's a delay at all. So I don't know. I clapped and literally I could count like one Mississippi two Mississippi before you clapped on your on the screen in front of me. Do you want to <laughs> clap again? So, no, it's just, well, it'll be what it is, but. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas episode. Merry, <laughs> Merry it comes happy. out like two days before Christmas, I think. So we're real close. Or it, it, it's right beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. This is the closest we're getting. Yes. <laughs> and staying in front of it. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, I think Hanukkah's ended at this point. Yeah, I think it was quite early this year. When is Hanukkah? Nope. Was it Happy late Happy Hanukkah. Year? Hanukkah is happening currently. So oh, Merry okay. early Christmas and uh, Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Current Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy current Hanukkah. Happy day. What day of Hanukkah would this be? Happy day one, two, day four of Hanukkah, I think. Right in the middle. <laughs> so there we go. We're not talking about a movie that's relevant at all to Hanukkah, unfortunately, but, you know, if that's what you celebrate, then hopefully you've had a fantastic four days so far. And I hope that you've eaten some latkes because those are yummy. Oh, yeah, those are good. Some yummy potato latkes, maybe with some applesauce and or horseradish sauce. Mm. Okay, now I'm just hungry. hungry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from the food. All right. Um, when we started, I almost said, and welcome to the Polar Express, because that's welcome what to we're the Polar Express. <laughs> All aboard. Get Which on board. What, yes. Um, so this this year's Christmas special, um, we are talking about the Polar Express. So is it a super long book? No. No. <laughs> it is an illustrated children's book. So 33 whole pages long, I think. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. But it's beautifully illustrated. Yeah, gorgeous illustrations on it. But it is kind of like, hey, how do you make a 33 page long illustrated children's book into a full length, full length film? <laughs> well, by changing it, that's how. <laughs> you, you, they think it's more like adding a lot. Yeah. By, and by you're by like embellishing. You have lots to. Lots of embellishment. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be a 30 minute movie. So. So what we're going to do in typical fashion now it's turning into 
whenever we cover basically a non-chapter book, right? Well, I don't know. Technically, The Witches was still a chapter book, but still the movie just didn't change enough from the book for there to be like adequate talking points for both of us. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening again, because the, the book itself, there's not a whole lot that you can go wrong with. It's yeah. mostly just making additions to. Um, this is another one where we're just going to kind of talk about it. We're not going to do three grievances each. We're just going to have a discussion about a movie. That's 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 what today is. And in Christmas cheer. So, yes. Um, speaking of Christmas, if you haven't checked out our uh, past episodes from this month, uh, we started off with some Christmas movie recommendations in our mini sode. And then yeah, mini sode uh, 39, 39. And then we did a collaboration with We Ship It podcast covering Persuasion and the new uh, by Jane Austen versus the new Persuasion uh, movie that Netflix did, which was a really fun episode. A lot of emotions. It's horrible. A lot of emotions. So if you haven't checked that one out, definitely do. And then, of course, our mini-sode from last week, which was on book recommendations. Book recommendations. I couldn't remember what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, book recommendations. So go ahead and catch up um, as we're wrapping up for this year. We will have one more mini next week. The last one of the year. And it will just be kind of a yearly recap episode. And you can look forward to that. And then um, we'll be diving into the new year. And so if you have books that you want us to cover for the new year, uh, please let us know on our socials at TBWD podcast, uh, or you can email us at TBWD podcast at gmail.com. You might, you might have to scroll back a couple posts on our Instagram, but, um, there, there will be like an Instagram post saying like, Hey, what do you want us to cover on the next reading calendar? Um, it might not be the most recent post anymore now that this is our Christmas episode, but it will be there. There is um, a post for you to let us know. Yeah, there is a post. So um, and um, yes, if you want to see what we're going to be covering in the new year, definitely follow us over there. That's where we'll be posting. Things are going to be a little crazy uh, going into it just because Kaylee has a, a little baby, a new little, little baby. baby. And so we're kind of adjusting and learning and doing what we need to there. But we're excited. We don't know to... what it'll look like yet, because currently, as of recording this, I still have not had the baby. No, we're so <laughs> recording ahead of will time. Will he be an angel child or will he refuse to ever sleep? That's really what we're waiting to find out. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's possible the beginning of the year may look like just a few minisodes while we get back into the groove. But come... End of January, we should be getting back into it. So definitely go uh, follow us on socials so you can see what our plan is. Other than that, I don't think we have any other announcements. Um, so unless you have anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. In that case, let's dive Not into. Because again, we're very we're, we're very we're far, far, far ahead. <laughs> That's yeah. This is the month to really be following our social media because stuff might be for changing. Any kind of updates. 
Yeah, who knows? Um, so, but yeah, we can we can just get into it. So, yes, let's jump All into right, the Polar, Polar Express. Express. So, the Polar Express is a wonderful children's book, illustrated children's book by Chris Van Allsburg. That I believe. I don't know how I could get that name wrong, but, you know, you never know. I could still get the name wrong. So, um, but it was published in 1985 and it was the winner of the Caldecott medal. So it's a Caldecott book um, because he illustrated and wrote it. Right. So he did yeah. both. He was the artist and the writer. Um, and that's something that. Listen, you just can't the, the 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 illustration in this book is beautiful. So um he did a wonderful job there and it's just become a beloved Christmas story basically since it since it was published. So then it became a movie in 2004. In my brain has it been that long since this no. movie came out? No. No. <laughs> But it's been almost 20 years. So. Ew, ew, no. Oh my gosh, I'm oh, old. Oh, that hurt a I'm little. old. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember being 10 when this movie came out, but I guess I was. Yeah. So. Yeah. We were just about like that prime age for this film. I remember seeing it in theaters, but I also, even then, don't remember liking it that much, if I'm being honest. So. Talk about it. Uh, um, so it's not like I'm as passionate about this as I have been about others. Okay, it's still a cute movie. Still, it's still cute. But um, Polar Express movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis, very very renowned director. Yes. The screenplay was also done by Robert Zemeckis along with William Broyles Jr. The music was done by Alvin Silvestri. Not Alvin, Alan Silvestri. Sorry, I moved the V from his last name into his first name. <laughs> Alan Silvestri. Um, the music, I will say, is just really pretty. Yeah. In this oh, movie. yeah. I mean, they turned it into a musical, so they're singing in it. But even just the like instrumental tracks are just beautiful. They're just gorgeous. Um, and then casting was done by Scott Boland and Victoria Burroughs. A little curious and confused as to why a movie with such a small cast required two casting directors, but I don't know all the details that goes into making a movie. Maybe so they're a duo. Maybe they always work together or something. Who knows? Both or none. Okay. <laughs> um, so for those of you who haven't read the book, right? Or it's been a minute and you don't remember. Or because essentially the movie and the book follow the same story exactly. The movie just embellishes a lot, which is what we're going to talk about. So just for basic summary, the story just follows it's. A, it follows a, a young boy who one Christmas Eve finds that there's a giant train parked out in his front yard and he goes outside and is welcomed aboard a magical train, like a ma it's a magical journey aboard the, pole, the the to the North Pole, and it goes through lots of different terrain. Right on the way to the North Pole, there's still like tall mountains, like 
the lake of ice, like dark forest, right? Like a lot of the basic landscape stays the same, but it's just a 33 page long children's book. Not like a 33 page long, even like full text on each page kind of no. thing. So it's mainly photos. Um, it's mainly beautiful illustration with yeah. not that many words. Um, and so then when they get to the North Pole, they get to meet Santa Claus and make a Christmas wish. That's that's the story. That's the book. Like, that's it. <laughs> well, and like the boy, you know, gets the bell. That's the same. Yeah. He, and the, he and wants the, and a he bell from bell. Santa's sleigh. And that's what his Christmas. Well, that's what his wish is, because yeah. you get to make a Christmas wish. So yeah. that that's it. That's the, that's the book. That's the gist the of it. The movie takes that. It's the exact same story, but adds some drama and flair. And As they whatnot. do. And some music. So. It is a musical. And lots of music because they did make it a musical. I think that was their way of filling. Th time? I think that was their main way of <laughs> how do we make it a full length film? Musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like, full on so. hot chocolate musical number full-on musical numbers <laughs> um so i don't know where you want to start i figure we start at the beginning and go th through the whole thing really well, just because like one of the things i want to talk about isn't even about the story necessarily it's I really did not like the animation style. Like, I really did not yeah, like it we can, at all. We can start there. What's interesting is they did this thing, and this was kind of popular. I don't know if it's as popular now, but it's essentially, it's watercolor, beautiful backgrounds. This is something that Studio Ghibli have, has done, but they do it a little bit better. But okay, they do well, they do it in an amazing way. They do beautiful watercolor backgrounds, very pretty, and then the animation in front of those backgrounds, essentially. But the problem is when you make it 3D, like, weird animation. Well, yeah, no, because they did what, what I looked, because I looked it up, because I was like, what is this? I really don't like it. What is it? And it's performance capture. Yeah, is what the animation technique is called. And that's why, like, the it's train an, conductor kind of looks like Tom Hanks. And that's because they captured Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks doing it. They, like, captured him doing things and then converted it to, like, a CGI kind of animation. And it, I don't it's know. An, it ends up in an uncanny, uncanny valley situation where you're, like, in yeah. the in-between or you're like, it's almost too real that I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like. Has anybody seen the behind the scenes for Finding Nemo? <laughs> because no. like a lot of the special no. editions, like a special. It's really interesting because Finding Nemo, like relatively early Pixar film still. Um, but it's like, how do you make a movie like that's entirely underwater? Right. Like or on the water and make it feel like you're underwater kind of right so they, they they talked about how the animators put in all this work to the point where it's like you were they were watching it and they were like no that's too real now like that literally does look like a whale jumping out like it's too real it doesn't look like an animated movie it doesn't match the vibes now it's of kind this of fantastical story. <laughs> it's too real. And so then they had to go back to their animation team and be like, 
we need you to scale it back. (laughs) You did too good of a job. You did too good of a job, essentially. And so I feel like it, it that was needed in this movie. Yeah, someone to needed like, to tell okay, him to scale it back. Cool way of this performance capture. I think that's how they did all the CGI for like the Avatar movies, you know, with the yeah. blue Navi yeah. people. It's performance capture where the actress and actors it's the same, it's for Gollum. those people. Gollum, Gollum. Yeah. is one of the OG ones. But those are live action movies with like CGI characters. This yeah. is an entirely animated film. So yeah, and it's then a little disturbing looking. They needed to like, I don't know, like round the corners, soften it, something like it just. Well, I wish they had done something yeah, to match the level of fantasy, I guess, mm-hmm. that the illustrations in the book give you. Yeah, more watercolor like. It's just softer. Yeah, Soft, it's like yeah. it's like you said, it's just softer where I feel like the movie, it's just too harsh and. Just dist- it, it is. I, I, it's it's not like full on disturbing, but, but a, a little, little bit, bit. <laughs> a little uncanny valley there. So, yeah, I would agree. And I think that's part of the reason that a lot of people don't love this movie is because it does. Mm-hmm. It kind of freaks them out. And they're like, I can't the animation value. Weird. And I'm like, it. what is with this kid's face? There's something weird about this. Kid's yeah, face. Like, it's because it's <laughs> a real human child put into yeah. an animated child. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bizarre. That's all. That's yeah. all I got to say there. So, yeah. Um, at the beginning, one big thing that they did is they really flushed out the the little boys like backstory. Well, one thing is they definitely they, they, they still don't give anybody names. No, no names except no. for Santa. Because we all know Santa. Um, but essentially, like in the book, it's implied that maybe he's stopping believing in Santa Claus. Like that's like kind of an implication. Like he's having a crisis of faith there. Yeah. yeah. But in the movie, they're like straight up. Let's make this very clear. This is like the conflict in mm-hmm. the movie is the boy is in this child told. Life. Not to believe in Santa Claus and he's stopping believing. And so he's going to go on this journey. And so the beginning is building up to the Polar Express coming. They really stretched that Mm -hmm. out to give themselves, you know, some more time in the movie filled up, which is fine. But I'm just like, you know, it was implied. I didn't need it to be as kind of like dramatic. Yeah, I, I just it's one of those things where it's like. Are they again like Hollywood assumes that their audience is stupid? Yeah, yeah. Like let and me spell out spell for you. Things out, out. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, so, and then I don't know, but it's also it's like it's a children's movie, so maybe primarily. they are dumb. <laughs> so no, not maybe they are dumb. So maybe focus on not that for so long. Yeah, like, yeah. Because the other thing is, is I'm like, just because you wanted it to be a feature length film in theaters or whatever, did not mean it had to be as long as it was. Because mm-hmm. I really do feel like another reason why I don't love this movie is it feels too long. Yeah, yeah, it's very stretched out. Like way too long. I'm trying to find the runtime. I don't know exactly how long it actually is. Normally... Google would tell you that. Yeah, normally it has the runtime. They don't want to advertise it. They know I'm people like, think it's too long. Runtime, like tell me specifically. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Oh yeah, that's too long. Like, it's longer than Elf. Yeah. 
That's how you know it's too it's long. It's longer than a Christmas carol. Like it's longer. Why is it so long? Like it's yeah. it's a children's movie. Yeah. A lot of children's movies are barely like an you hour. Can release a movie, <laughs> it, it can still be in theaters and only be an hour and fifteen minutes long. Yeah. An hour and twenty minutes long. I feel like this There's movie not is like twenty some minutes rule too long. You could have cut out twenty minutes in this movie, no problem, oh, and been for sure. totally fine. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think the arrival of the Polar Express is fine. I think like that's all fine. I think the animation of the actual train is fine. <laughs> no, and the animation on like a lot of the backgrounds and great. the scenery and like the settings are all beautiful. They like really tried to match the, the book. It's the people you that populate really it. With these weird animated people and suddenly the movie's yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just off putting. Yeah. And then most of the changes and extensions that they did happened when he was on the train. They added the tickets. There's no tickets in the book. They were like, Why we need more tickets for a magical train yeah. that you're not expecting to show up. And it's a bunch of children. But that adds this whole extra level of drama when it's like, oh, he lost his ticket. He's going to get kicked off this magical train to see Santa, a literal yeah. child. Like, I'm like, this is <laughs> the worst. What do you mean you're going to kick him off? Like in the middle of nowhere, you're not going to drive him back home. Yeah, like in this barren land of snow. Like. Or it's just like you're stuck on the train and you can't go see Santa. And it's like, wow, they're literally children. You expected what a child. unnecessary level of drama, Hollywood. Like. Yeah. And then like with the little girl and him giving her his ticket. And I'm like, OK. I mean, I guess it captures the season of giving and all that. That Christmas I guess, is about. But it like you said, it adds so much drama and you're like. And then they add the like poor little boy. I know. Like, Honestly. <laughs> just and there's the poor sad. little boy whose animation is like the most offsetting to me where I'm yeah. like something is messed up with that boy's <laughs> eyes. Like the entire movie. Like it's weird. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they add the old man on top of the train, even just going outside of the train. Yeah. They never go outside the train until they get there. No, the of course they have to be on the outside of the train during this giant scene where the train gets off its tracks and it's just sliding yeah, across the ice and sliding across the ice. And they're on the very front of it, of course, where the most you know danger what, you would You know what be that reminded me of? It reminded me of Death on the Nile a little bit. <laughs> you mean Murder on the Orient Express? I mean Murder on the Orient Express, yes. Yeah. If you haven't heard like, episode on that. Because we did do that. that so recently, I also thought of that. Where I'm like... I'm like, what is it what with is this not being able to drama? stay in the train? Just leave them in the train. <laughs> just, just stay on the train. Yeah, so that... I don't know, I just, again, I feel like... Maybe for a movie targeted towards adults, I could understand a little bit more like to keep them captivated. There needs to be more to this story. But this, but this is isn't kids. a story for adults. It's a story for kids. I feel like it's the simplicity for kids. is where the beauty is found. They don't need all that added crazy stuff. And no. then again, also, they don't need the movie to be as long as it is. Like, no, you don't need bored. to add all that stuff in. You could have just made the movie shorter. Still would have had beautiful music, right? Some fun musical numbers, which keeps the kids captivated. It's not too long, so parents are fine to sit through it. 
And then, like, they reach Santa. They reach the North Pole. He gets his bell. You finish up with the moral of the story that he continues to be able to hear the bell through adulthood because he knows that Santa Claus is real. Yeah. The end. An hour and 15 minutes. You don't need the extra 35 <laughs> or well, 25. Like, I, don't know. I don't do math. <laughs> obviously, again, it's a children's book. So I didn't think about the deep implications of anything in the book because I'm like, it's a cute. It's a children's book. In the movie, because they put so much emphasis on like this tickets thing and this like it's such. I'm like, how do they choose these kids? How do they what, what's special about them? Why do they get tickets? Why do the other kids not get tickets? I'm like, suddenly I'm thinking about it and the lore of this universe okay, when I, I should just be appreciating it. When I watched the movie as a 10 year old. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's weird. I remember being like, why does this kid who doesn't even believe in Santa Claus anymore get chosen to go visit Santa yeah. Claus? Why does the Polar Express land in his yard? Like the, the, the movie adds a little bit too many layers, too many layers for a children's book. It makes movie. you start questioning things that the book just kind of ignores. The validity of the movie itself yeah. is put into question. <laughs> and it's a bummer because it's supposed to just be a simple, cute children's book that you just read and it's cute and it's fun and then you move on. I don't want to be questioning it. could have it. been a cute, simple and beautiful Christmas movie. But yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know very many people who are like, oh, yeah, every Christmas we watch the Polar Express. Like, I know a lot of people who will watch it because in their town there is a Polar Express experience. And so they want their kids to see the movie before they go do the experience. And they'll like go on the train. There'll be a Polar Express train and they have hot chocolate and then they like go on a ride they don't well, always see, move I know, and then I, they see there's Santa. a lot of polar express experiences there's there's one here in the denver area where yeah, yeah you like go get on a train kind of thing but i know they do them in northern utah but a lot of them it's just the book and then it's you see santa at the end like it has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> i know but i just think some parents you know to make it more of an experience will also watch the movie that's what i've Maybe. heard I just know that I know I, whenever I talk to anybody about like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? This what never Christmas comes movie up. Do you watch year every year after year? This movie is never mentioned ever. <laughs> I've heard a couple people say that they like this movie. I think in my well, lifetime. I'm sorry if you like this movie that much. <laughs> but you're wrong. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're bad mouthing a movie that you like. You are allowed to like it. Again, it's not awful. It's yeah. not done atrociously it's just i can't help but think that if it had really strived more to capture the magic of the book it could have been a lot better and yeah they, they didn't need to at this point i don't even have any desire to show this movie to my children they don't need to make it dramatic just make it magical make it happy and yep. magic like think about other christmas movies that you watch that like you watch year after year and I mean, yeah, they like have elf. some they have some drama, you know, like they have some. But the overall well, to, vibe to be a story, there has to be some sort of climax. Con, yeah. Yeah. But the overall vibe but, is very happy and Christmassy and wholesome. Even the coloring magic. in this movie, it's very blue. It's very cold. And I just I don't feel that coziness for most of the movie. Obviously, you feel it 
during the hot cocoa scene and during the Santa Claus scene. But most of the movie, I'm like, kind of gives a cold vibe, which is not what I want from my Christmas movies. Yeah. I want coziness. It's got a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, well, that's the tom- tomato meter. But even the audience score is only a 63. Mm. And then on IMDb, it's only got a 6.6 out of 10. So Yeah, it's not a bad movie. We have talked about a few movies that I would say are bad movies. We have talked movies. about some bad movies. This one's not a bad movie. It's just fine it's like it's, it's, it's fine. A, well and it's it's a six I out of ten <laughs> it's, it's, i haven't watched it since i think i saw it that like first time and then i never had i never watched it again until now because i was like okay let's watch it and then i was just like yeah this is why i never had a desire to watch it again yeah basically like that's what it came down to so there you go. Like, that's just where it ended. So, yep. It does follow the story. Don't get yes. me wrong. It they didn't it make follows crazy the source material changes to the source. No, it's and and in some ways I do appreciate the the little bit of like mystery and things right where it's like, hey, we're not going to give the characters names because that's not what matters. Right. The, what matters yep. is the experience they all have. And this way, any child can put themselves into that experience, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's the reason why, you know, they're not named in the book either. It's just any kid could have this experience. It's not about a boy named John. It's It's about a child who's going through Mm -hmm. this experience and you're going with them. And you could be that child, too. And you can believe in Santa Claus or whatever. Mm -hmm. And experience a Christmas miracle. So I liked that. Um, I did. I, I, I liked the music. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea to make it a musical. Yeah, it's music. Is happy. Musical numbers were fun and they were happy. I still it would have been so much cooler had the animation not been the creepy yeah. animation. It was <laughs> like because I still remember the hot cocoa scene from the first time we watched it. Like that one stuck with me, like mm-hmm. the song and the production. Like it's really fun. But yeah, just animation really is like prevents you from fully enjoying it. (laughs) Can I just say that the other thing that actually really threw me off, too, was just how many voices Tom Hanks did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tom Hanks's voice is too. Is Tom Hanks. Recognizable. And he can't really change his voice enough. He's not a voice actor. It was so obvious to me, like, oh, Tom Hanks is the conductor. Oh, Tom Hanks is also the narrator, like the boy when he's older. Yeah. And he's the father. And he's Santa Claus. Like, why yep. is Tom Hanks doing all of these voices? <laughs> like, this is not like. They had and a Santa budget. Santa did not sound like they... Santa. That is not what Santa sounds like. No. And also, they didn't give Santa, like, a big belly. Like. No. A bowl full of jelly. Like, hello, Santa needs Classic a big belly. Santa. Like, a bowl full of jelly. Classic Santa. Um, yeah, they. They had a budget and they spent it all on Tom Hanks <laughs> and they're like, Clearly. all right, I guess he's doing all the voices, which, again, ironic because they had two casting directors. That's, <laughs> that's why I said in the beginning, what did the two casting directors need to do? This cast is not very large. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. 
So it's Tom Hanks featuring Tom Hanks with Tom Hanks. It's like that episode. It's like that Bugs Bunny short where he plays every position yes. on the baseball diamond. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, those were my main things. Again, obviously, yeah, they they added a long time on the train because they were trying to fill up the movie. Add a lot of drama on the train. Mm -hmm. The whole pit, like the whole part at the end with Santa was fine. You know, he still gets the bell, but then he loses the bell. But then he wakes up and there's the bell. So it tells him it wasn't a dream and he can still mm -hmm. hear it, even though his parents can't and all of that. But his sister was, can. Yep. It's cute. You know, because it's following the book for the most part at that point. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, they added 20 extra minutes that really didn't need to be in there. I just didn't. It wasn't bad, but I'm never going to watch it again. I'm, I might <laughs> throw it on in the background when I'm doing something just so I'm like hearing the music. No, but. <laughs> If I want to listen to the music, I'll just listen to the, listen music, to the music on yeah. Spotify. That's fair. That's like, fair. So. I'm, yeah, I, it's hard because I want it to be better than it is. Yeah. Because I feel like. The book is a great book is children's book. such an amazing and such a classic Christmas story. Like, mm -hmm. that I'm like, it could be such a good movie. I'm surprised no one's redone it. Yeah, in almost 20 years. I am too, like, but maybe it's we because... We have so many Grinch well, and Christmas Carol. And the thing and too is, it's not like it flopped in the box office. No. Like, no one knew how bad it was going to be. <laughs> no, at the time, I think the animation style was like the new thing. And was yeah, like it was really very, cool and intriguing. Yeah, it was very, very advanced. But now and we're like... And it's only now probably that we're all creeped out by it because of just how much better animation and CGI and stuff has gotten. But Yeah. It's... It, it didn't... It wasn't a flop, but it's just one of those things where it didn't survive. It didn't last. And maybe that has been discouraging to anybody else from trying to do it again i don't know yeah i don't know i would love to see like a full-on cartoony animated version yeah no i want a, a one that really just sticks to the book it can be like a 30 minute yeah. tv special why you know? hasn't like netflix <laughs> that's or all disney. you need it to be <laughs> disney plus like come on they've been all Get over this that. kind of stuff who did this one which studios warner brothers i think yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Who does Warner Brothers do stuff with? Who's their stream platform? Is that Hulu? HBO Max? Do, no, Hulu mm. is also owned by Disney. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that's true. They do that bundle thing. So is I'm ESPN. Think, so. Like Harry Potter is on HBO Max. So, yeah, make an mm -hmm. HBO Max Polar Express. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> does HBO own Warner Brothers or does Warner Brothers own HBO? That's the real Couldn't question. tell you. I think Warner Brothers is probably the head, but I don't know. It's like a Hydra situation. Too many heads. <laughs> it's all a monopoly at this point. Getting yeah. There, so. Um, we did get a couple um, fan faux pas. Yes. However, Instagram is dumb. Yeah, they changed and it. 
it deletes it deleted the story replies after 48 hours i guess that's a thing now so in the future we'll make sure we screenshot it but sadly we did lose one of our faux pas to the I'm pretty instagram so it was people it was related to the creepy animation yes and i believe it was by it was from one of our um frequent listeners sam if i'm wrong terribly sorry to whoever actually submitted it but for some reason my brain is saying it was sam who is a, a frequent commenter and listener so thank you if it was you sam and if it wasn't my apologies, but we can't read it word for word anyway because it was eaten by It was Instagram. eaten. <laughs> it is lost to the void. Yeah, sadly. But then the other one was a comment on the post. From our mother. Um, which actually came <laughs> from our mother. <laughs> so Peg Armor says, one quick comment. Tom Hanks' voice just did not improve the animated movie. They should have chosen someone with more character in the sound of his voice. Yeah, like an actual voice actor. Like voice actor. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Tom Hanks in Toy Story. I think he does a great job. But that's all his voice will ever be to me. <laughs> he is Woody. Yeah, like that's his voice. He didn't do a character voice for Woody. He just that was him. So just because he also didn't do seven characters' voices in Toy no. Story, he only did Woody. <laughs> like voicing an animated character does not make you a voice actor. Like voice actors Ooh. can do a lot more with it. Again, we need to start a petition: remake the Polar Express. <laughs> do something cool with it, would ya? Yeah. Somebody. Is there some trendy, cool, like? indie studio that wants to take a crack at it well know. the I reason i said better. hbo is because i don't know if warner brothers still has the rights and maybe no one else has the rights to it and that's why it's never been remade i don't know maybe if it's public domain or not hated this one 1985 there's no way it's public domain yeah so probably they still own the rights but to I think it chris chris van Allsburg is probably still alive like I don't know how old he was when he did it. I don't think he's that old. No, he's still alive. There you go. He is 73, but he's still alive. But he's still alive. So we should get another one made before he dies. So come on, guys, get on it. Whoever has that kind of power, you're definitely listening to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Wait a second. You're kidding me. Did you know? Huh. Probably not. That Chris Van Allsburg wrote Jumanji. No, I did not know that. What? Okay, so we'll be talking more about him because we'll eventually do Jumanji. <laughs> Goody, another one of my uh, nightmare movies from my childhood. Well, we could talk about the newer Jumanji, I guess, but that one's obviously very different from the book. Yeah, that one's super different. Because they different. made it a video game. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we I have to cover the Robin Williams Jumanji. one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we'll talk about him again when we do it, but um, he, he's done a lot of children's books, so. Yeah, so hopefully 
you know, someday we'll see a, a different Polar Express. But for now, this is what we got. And it's fine. Again, it's not a bad movie. It's However, just the animation really knocks it down and it makes it kind of a middle of the road movie. Well, and also age old question. Was the book better? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's short, simple and beautiful. And yeah. the simplicity is part of the beauty. Like we have a tendency in our society to just want to overcomplicate everything. And I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's not necessary. You can keep it simple. Let's keep the simplicity in life, you know? Like Christmas, let's just keep... It's been really engrandized and marketed. When you just need to get back to basics. Back to the simple. When, you know what? A successful Christmas can just be like a, one or two gifts. They don't have to be anything crazy. And then you just get to spend fun time with your family. Yeah. And honestly, like the magic and beauty of Christmas really does like. I remember like the first couple Christmases when we had kids. Right. And it does. It changes things again. Like it really reminds you. Of what actually matters about Christmas, because like they don't care what the gift is. It can be regifted. It can be clothing. It can be, you know, you don't have to have spent much money, right? Like it can be the simplest of things. Kids just get excited about it and they just get excited about the beauty and the magic of it all. And it's just. Let's focus more on that. Like It doesn't need to be so commercialized. Yep. Yeah. The, don't get me wrong. I freaking love the twinkling lights and all the decorations and things that go up and it's very pretty and nostalgic and whatnot but just like i don't know i also have always spent have spent most of my christmases of late somewhere where it's actually cold so it's like it's just like drinking hot cocoa and reading books and snuggling with the christmas tree lights on right and that's just all i need and that's christmas like it's been so hard for me this year like my husband and like family, like in-laws and stuff have been like, well, what can you like send me a list of things that you might want? And I'm like, I'm good. Like, I honestly can't think of a list of yeah. things like I don't I don't want things. I just want like experiences with my family. Like, that's all I care about now. So but it's it's hard because I love giving like my favorite part of Christmas is giving gifts. And so yeah, I'm like a, a little that is I'm a little sure. hypocritical there, though, because then people are like, well, what can I give you? And I'm like, oh, I don't need anything. I'm like, please, I, I can't think of anything. I don't need like, anything. Receiving <laughs> gifts, receiving gifts, not my love language. No, but giving gifts is and All that's something it. that to note that, like, the way you receive love and the way you give love are not necessarily always going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, but I so I love the gift giving part just because I love doing things for the people that I love. And Christmas is a great excuse to do that. Yeah. But I also try to do that throughout the year. I look for any excuse, birthdays, anniversaries, mm -hmm. just because I'm always looking for an excuse to give someone a gift. Cause I just, it makes me feel good. And I like making people to happy. see their reaction <laughs> and see them happy. Yep. Yeah. So 
at the end What's of the, the day, thing, though. the great thing about kids, though, because they'll give you that reaction. It's like, it's like those old Vine videos, the best ones, and my favorite ones. Those little kids getting super excited. There's the one when it's, it's a banana. Oh. Thanks. Like, he's so happy. He got a freaking banana in this present. And then the other one, when it's an avocado. Like, it's an avocado. The simplest thing. Like, they're, they love them. And they like hug that. It's like the simplest gift. How much is a single banana at the grocery store? Like 16 cents or something. Like yeah. it's not like the magnitude of the gift. It's the fact that you gave them something at all. And they're just so happy about it. And it's just amazing. And I love it. It's the thought <laughs> and the like intention behind it. Mm hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess that's what I've been. I try to focus on these days now. With with Christmas and whatnot, and I don't know, I, I think part of it this year, too, for me is just the gratitude of having a new baby. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. What do what do I want for Christmas? I guess maybe probably some additional sleep. Like yeah. <laughs> if somebody wants to come hold a baby for a couple hours so I can take a nap. There you go. That's what you can give me for Christmas. Like or come entertain your other two children. Mhm. Mm Clean so your that house. Both the baby and I can both have a break. <laughs> no, cuz I imagine this little boy is he's going to be so very loved by his sisters. It'll oh, be Oh yeah. A lot. So, <laughs> I mean, they are your kids and you did smother me as a child. So I smothered all the babies as a child. I still and, do just yeah, love you babies. just love babies. So oh, I just love babies. So. But uh, there you go. There's our thoughts in the Polar Express and uh, Christmas in general, I guess. Other Christmassy <laughs> thoughts and feelings. So, yep. I love Christmas, though. Christmas is great. Yes. Even if you don't celebrate it, I just think it's a fun, good time of year. Um, and hopefully this year, even if, you know, Christmas isn't the way, isn't, you know, happening the way that you planned, you can still enjoy the twinkling lights. Focus on the good. And, yep, drink a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah, whatever you celebrate. Mm-hmm. And however you celebrate, right? Yeah. Always going to be different. But um, regardless of all of that, we do wish you a Merry Christmas slash Happy Holidays. Um, like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, um, we will have one mini-sode remaining in the year. Uh, next week, we will just kind of wrap things up, talk about... Maybe our favorite, favorite books slash movies we did this past year and maybe our least favorites. Um, and then just look forward into uh, the the new year. So um, check us out over at TBWB podcast um, on Instagram and whatnot to leave those suggestions for what you want us to cover next year. Um, but otherwise, we hope everyone's just enjoying this season. Yeah. And that it's not too hard of a season. I get this. This season can also be really hard for some people. So, yeah. If you're one of those, we hope that you're just coping well, and uh, that things get better soon. So, otherwise, I don't think there's anything else to mention. 
that I we don't haven't think already so. said. So, um, because we haven't done our next reading calendar yet, can't say what our next full, full book is going to be. Nope. So, uh, definitely check Instagram. Like, again, like... <laughs> To know what that first book that we and slash movie is going to be come the new year, um, make sure you're you're checking our socials. But otherwise, um, happy holidays again, and we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget to read.